Hello and welcome back for another episode of your friendly neighbourhood podcast, Strike the MCU podcast with a British twist. As always, I'm your host, P-Dubs, and for the first time in, in about a month, uh, the episodes that we put out were actually recorded about six weeks ago. Um, but the last time we actually recorded was, was all together, so it has been about a month. Um, but I am joined by, first of all, Tony... Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Oh, damn. Joshua? Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Yes, I'm here. Hello. And Craig? Hello, good evening, and welcome. Oh, that was a bit, bit spooky. That was a bit haunted mansion there, Craig. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm wearing nothing but my socks. <laughs> What's new there? Is, are you doing a dobby, Craig? Yes. Is Dobby using his sock to pleasure himself? Appropriate I'm to talk doing about a... a dead character, to be honest. I'm doing an elephant impression. I've got my pockets out. <laughs> you um, counting your fingers, Craig? I've got 11. And one hasn't got a nail on it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, one's just winking. <laughs> Great start. This is this is Craig on a on a night off. Oh god. Um, so we are here. We are going to spoil. We spoil you. We're gonna we're gonna say that up front. We are going to talk about Infinity War. That is why we're here. Um, so if you haven't seen the film yet and don't want to be spoiled, don't listen. If you do want to be spoiled, carry on listening. Not our problem. We've given you a week to go and see it now. Um, so. So let's let's start, and as usual, we've lost Tony again straight away. <laughs> is he internet? Is he? Does he live in Rwanda? <laughs> He's back, <laughs> just like that. Um, but yeah, we are we are going to spoil things. So so let's make a start. And and as I said, if you you have seen the film, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into to, to too much detail. Um, in the film, as such, the, the, the story, the story's there, and everybody can read about it. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about other things. Um, so, so let's start, and I'm gonna start with with the opening scene, really, um, and what we ex- we expected from the end of Thor Ragnarok. We knew that uh, those opening scenes were gonna be fairly tied into what we'd seen in Ragnarok. Um, and let's start by by talking about the little voice cameo at the at the start, um, the return of the original Thor films director to the MCU in in Kenneth Branagh, um, yeah. giving out the the warning um, that that the Guardians pick up later on um, is actually Kenneth Branagh's voice, which I thought was a really great nod to to him bringing him back in a little bit, uh, and we talk about some of the other. Other directors that possibly I don't know what Tony's talking about. Um, I think Tony's dying, or is that his internet is provided by Amstrad? (laughs) We we have got the ghosts again, by the sound of it. Um, But um, yeah, that that opening scene I think was kind of what we were expecting, including the the death of some of the characters in that scene as well. Maybe maybe that's the ghost that we're hearing. It's maybe. the it's the ghost of time. <laughs> maybe it is. It's it's my it's the ghost in my bloody machine again. That's the trouble. 
But yeah, we we see the the death of of two characters. Heimdall, as we mentioned, which wasn't a huge surprise. He hasn't had that that major part to play in any of the Thor films over the over the years. Um, and considering how big a star Idris Elba is now, um, it's not really a surprise that that he's gone. Um, and it, as you said, it, it, we didn't think it was much of a surprise, but but then obviously we do get a, a really nice nod back to the original Avengers in this scene, um, with Loki pulling out. We have a Hulk, um, and for him to just barrel out of nowhere, I thought was really great and a great introduction to the character again. <laughs> full pelt, wasn't he? Literally yeah. full pelt. And um, Thanos, you think, oh, he's got he's he's got it on. Thanos here, he's gonna gonna get him, and then Thanos just completely turns it on its head, and absolutely batters the shit out of him, <laughs> literally. And we've never seen that. Even with the fights where the Hulk's been beaten, it's kind of been like mm. he's given up more than than he's actually taken a batter in. Whereas this time yeah. he really did take a hammer in. Um. Mm. And then, and then obviously the the death of Loki follows that. Um, I think we all expected it. I think it was the the one death that we were expecting. Um, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't to be honest. I I thought they they told Loki's story, and I I think they'd proven that at the end of Ragnarok. And I think for me, yes. he was always going to be one of the the characters that was going to go. Yeah. See, the thing is though, it's Loki though. Is he ever really dead? This is my point. He might not be. He did. He did the dead eyes and all that, but oh, it's still Loki. Oh, we're going to see the comic book version when he comes back as a woman. Oh, I love this. Tell me more. He he dies and then comes back as a female and as a child as well at times. Does he have the same co- River you know, song. The, same, <laughs> the same memories and everything? Uh, I think so, Josh. You're po- probably more likely to be able to to explain the comic book female version. Um, it's it's a weird one because I don't know how, how, how you explain it, how it comes about. Really, it's it's. I, I, I mean, I didn't actually read it because I I'm not a big lover of the Thor comics. To be honest, um, it's I'm more. More of a Spider-Man person. I'm, I'm that teen. But I'm not well up on it. But You're I, on I mean, Google I, now trying to find Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I'll admit, I'm currently on Google going, what the fuck are you that, on? That's, that's the prep that we I do, ladies and gents. I knew about the child. I knew about the child, Loki. I, I ju- and I knew about the um, Jane Foster version of Thor. And I'm like, hang on, what's going on here? There yeah. is a female Loki. I mean, I was thought I thought you meant Enchantress first, and I was like, "Whoa, what are you on no. about?" No, there was a female Loki in the in the comics as well. In fact, she's in one of the games, I believe. Um, Future Fight. Surely, surely it's got to be all the um, the alternate realities. Uh, well, as I said, I've not I've not read it. I've I've never really read Thor full stop. Um, but yeah, there's a chance, but I think Tom Hiddleston is now done with that character. I think he's, I think he's got he other. He did give an interview going. recently where he's sort of intimating that he might not be back, didn't he? Yeah, I saw somewhere. Um, so yeah, I I think he's done. Um, 
And I, I can't blame him when you think how long he's been playing that character. Um, but uh, it's interesting that they seem to wipe out all the Asgardians. Well, that's that's another so, thing, and then we're going to spoil it now. Valkyrie is still alive. Yeah, she's got to be still alive. Today, yeah. um, they've com- they've confirmed that in the last couple of days that she escaped before Thanos attacked. Um, ah. Wouldn't confirm about Korg, though. The, the no, introduced Korg, no. <laughs> he is made of perishable rock. They did oh. introduce these new characters, basically for a bit part in Thor. So just write them <laughs> off now. Yeah. Just seems an awful waste. So yeah. uh, I, I have got every faith to back. Yeah, well, the, the rumor is that Tessa Thompson is back for for part four, um, as part Yay. of the cavalry. All right, Tessa Thompson. Um, as I said, no confirmation on Korg. They did say two characters escaped, but they didn't say which two other than the one of them was Valkyrie. Um, so we shall see on that. And let's. So uh, if they release that information, does that mean the Korg's out of the bottle? Oh, get your coat on. Hopefully his internet will die again. Yeah, hopefully his AOL disc will run out. <laughs> Oh, you can see how much prep we've really done. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so for you guys, any of those those early scenes before we're we're really introduced to Thanos? Was there any of those scenes that kind of stood out for you? Well, based uh, that whole segment with with the Asgardians. Oh my god! It, if this is like this now, what's the yeah, rest of the film going to be like? No. Th- one of the things for me was I was actually surprised when they killed Heimdall. I wasn't actually that bothered, me, sorry, me too, just, yeah. but it it kind of debunked a theory for me because I thought that Heimdall and you you know this, but listeners won't. I but I was a firm believer that Heimdall was the owner of the Soul Stone mm. because that's how he saw every being in the universe and knew everything that was going to go on because he could see all their souls and what they were doing and what they were thinking. But then they killed him off, and I was like, well, he hasn't got it. So uh, where's that coming from, then? Well, that's 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 the one thing that's stuff for me. I'll... Mind you, he's probably got loads of stuff on his Sky Q box to watch, isn't he? That's why he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to watch with his mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit of magic so mic for So he sit and watch Moana with his kids. <laughs> Craig, what about you? Was there any of those early scenes that, that you really enjoyed? The whole scene, to be honest. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, I didn't expect um, to have destroyed the Asgardians the way the, the, you know, it was total carnage. And that in itself was shock. It was like shock and awe. And then the scene just continued to take it up a notch, up a notch, up a notch. Mm. You know, the, the children of Thanos, um, I don't know. Oh. Oh. I don't know who they are. And he's walking around, preaching to the dying as the dying, telling them they're lucky to be dying in the presence of Thanos. You know, he's done them a favour. And I was like, who are these people? Because I'm, I am the nerd, the, the not nerd of this group of people here on this podcast tonight. I've never heard of them in my life. He says that, and yet I'm the one who did, didn't know about the female Loki. 
<laughs> well, I only know about female Loki on X hamster, but that's a story. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Why well, did I know he was going to go to the dark place? Why did I that, know that? The whole uh, opening of the film was a solid uh, 11 out of 10, and the film just continued in that vein. I didn't blink for the entirety of this film. <laughs> Come on, you don't like Mr. Beans who picks the separating your eyelids. <laughs> exactly. And, and moving on, see, I like that scene, but I actually thought the next set of scenes were better when they moved on to New York. Um, I really love the reintroduction mm. of Strange. Um, and, and this gives us a, a point, these, these kind of, those New York scenes early on. Um, Pepper Potts and, and Tony talking about having a kid. Um, <laughs> named after That's a character nice again from the comics. Um, Morgan, Morgan Stark was, uh, Tony's mad uncle from the comics. Uh. Um, but also, that scene should have actually introduced us to another ex-director of the MCU. John Favreau should have been in that scene. And was gone mm. out. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. there was press photos of them on set. Um, Maybe it's Whether it was time, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there was, there was definite press photos of them all together. In fact, I think Gwyneth Paltrow was the one that posted the photo. Uh, on our Instagram, yeah. of the three yeah. of them together, um, and could be one or two deleted scenes on the Blu-ray. Then, yeah, I, w- I would imagine so. Considering we heard that the original cut was over three hours long, um, mm. it doesn't surprise me that there's there's going to be quite a lot. Um, and and again, this was kind of the the first time that old characters were starting to meet each other again in the Return of Bruce yeah. in that scene as well. <laughs> um, and we get to start seeing the fact that he's having performance problems. You can't blame him if you can't get it up. And, and let's talk about that. I, I think, again, this brings us to, to more cutscenes as well. Um, that the Hulk was meant to come back later on in the film and didn't. Um, mm. Again, it's in the, it's it's in a the big trailer. honking scene in the trailer in Wakanda. Yeah. Um, and again... It's, we've seen toys of of Bruce breaking out of the, the Hulkbuster. Um, mm. Assuming that that's the scene when all the, the Outriders jump on top of him. I assume that's when the Hulk finally goes, yeah. fuck this, I've had enough of it. Uh, and breaks out of the armour. This must have been... This must have been where the reshoots came from then, was it? I, the I would assume so. Slightly changed the plot. Um... Yeah, it definitely seems like they did change the plot, and I wonder wonder why that was, or whether it, it was just to keep people away from the storyline. And they, mm, they filmed stuff and, and leaked it, and, and then it didn't happen to, to rather keep the storyline out of the, the press. Which, of course, they've mm. done a, a massive job of, of trying to keep secrets over the last few months. Um, so much so, not even showing full films until the LA premiere. Which yeah. is, is completely unheard of. Um, it was very good, though. Yeah. Interesting, where, where we're saying now we're in the stuff in New York, as, as Craig knows, is my only real disappointment with the, the film is in this segment. <laughs> is well, that we no, didn't get either of the two obvious gags. No shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, well, shit, no, no shit, Sherlock. Act. I, I'm not even. I was just sat there waiting for him to say something about Strange's beard. Say something, and it never happens. Yeah. The one thing we asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the two things we asked for, and you didn't get either of them. No, and and the introduction of Spider-Man as well in in this scene. That when you get further into the film, it's just so heartbreaking. <laughs> That he's mm. so desperate to help, and then to yeah. fail. Yeah. So, so well, it's not even his fault, and we'll go on to that because that's my biggest disappointment of the film. Um, but it's when you think back to those early scenes with him in when he's he's trying so desperately to help Tony and to impress him. Yeah. He's just he's still it, trying to do it, even though he turned down a, an Avengers yeah. membership. And I. And that's one of one of my favourite scenes is when Tony dubs him an Avenger. <laughs> it's just so quick, and you, you kind I of name the Spider Man. Yeah, and you just kind of have to do a double take, and he goes, "Did he just call him an Avenger?" Yeah, it was so quick <laughs> that you don't even realise he's doing it at the time. Yeah, um, and and that that team of of Strange, Stark, Spider Man, all the S's, Wong, and Banner. I think he's probably the the best team up of the whole whole film for me. Yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I just and yeah, and it's it's really kind of heartbreaking to think that that Strange isn't going to be in the second part as a, mm. as a huge part. He's mm. not going to be there. And for me, every time he was on that screen, he lit up the screen. Even even yeah. putting RDJ into the shade at times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Paul and me chatted before. I mean, Benny gets a lot of flack, but I think on and off screen he does some sterling work for the MCU. To be honest, yeah. Well, you should. Did you just watch him on Graham Norton? Yeah. Mm. He, he yeah. Brilliant on that. He didn't let anything out, but he he pumped that film up so much. He does so much work for this because he turned, didn't he turn the role down quite a few times, like he did at Chris Evans. Yeah, I think. So. Well, he was doing a play, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah was, originally they asked him yeah. and he said, I can't do it. And then when they postponed it, mm. they went back to him. Yeah, uh, well, like, I think I think he actually really wanted it and thought he wasn't going to get it because of that play. But because he's now got it, I think he's really working for it, isn't he? Yeah. He's trying to get the but most I agree with Paul. His, his stuff in this one is a much, it's a much calmer performance than his first film. Yeah. But, he's obviously he, coming to terms with it more now. He knows who he Both is him now. And the character. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. not trying to get his hands fixed and go back to being a surgeon. He knows his place in the uh, the universe now. He's seen yeah. the universe. Yeah. He is the universe. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. And, and that, that, he <laughs> had so much iconography from the comics as well. That scene when all the arms come out. Oh God! Was yeah. just mm. completely ripped from the comic. Acid Trip 2.0, Jesus yeah. Christ. And, and he really did have the, those iconic comic book moments that we want to see in these films. Um, yeah. So, so what other scenes in those those early, early parts of the film did, did you guys like? Because obviously we were introduced well, to more that, characters. We just we touched on it briefly, but Banner trying to bring Hulk out in that street confrontation... And he just ain't coming. It's just it's heartbreaking, actually. The one time you, you want Banner to disappear, he can't. It's just... Yeah. Well, oh, before no, the yeah. movie, the, before the movie come out, the big thing was um, some sort of 
uh, splitting of Banner and the mm. Hulk and oh, becoming yeah. two characters, wasn't it? We talked about yeah. that, didn't we? Yeah. And that's why Banner was in the Hulkbuster. Um, but obviously now we know that me personally, I think this is going to continue in the next film. Um, and the big payoff is going to be at the end when the Hulk finally says enough's enough here, bollocks, and the <laughs> shit goes down. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling, I'm calling it out now. Black Widow is in mortal danger. And the Hulk <laughs> will snap into, into life again. And you say that, I really like that, them coming back together. Later on in the film, it was it was nicely touched on. It wasn't overplayed. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, I agree. Very awkward though. Yeah, and well, it, it like, was going to be because every in an awkward people. Yeah, because everybody awkward. knew that was the problem. They were yeah. surrounded by their friends that all knew what had happened and yeah. why he'd gone away, and and it really was. You think if this was a different situation, they probably would be together. But I think that yeah. was kind of the telling point that you now know that they won't be, because they yeah. just uh, they just were so different again at this point, with mm. Bruce having been away for what three years now, three four years. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyone else get onto the little SpongeBob SquarePants reference? <laughs> Go for I, it. I, no. I creased up um, when. Uh, Tony calls uh, Ebony Moore Squidward. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the middle of that fight, he just full-on calls him Squidward. And me and my mate are sat in the thing and just looked at each other and creased off laughing. Like, have we come out the cinema and just... Like, it's the first thing that we both said to each other. That was the that was the, one of the funniest shouts in that film. Best insult. Student television, eh? Oh, yes. <laughs> We haven't got much else to do, as Craig will we'll, we'll, we'll tell you. Tax dodging. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, a little bit of a uh, devil's lettuce. So let, let's move on, and and this was possibly the scene that I was I was really looking forward to, and I actually didn't see all of it. <laughs> I had to leave the cinema with my son to go to the toilet. Oh no. Um, so I missed the reintroduction of Cap. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I got I got halfway through that scene, just literally as he was stepping out of the shadows, and my boy turned around to me and went, I "Need a wee, Dad?" Oh, fucking hell! Well, you know where the toilets are, son. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the big scene that I was really looking forward to, to I only saw half of. Um, <laughs> But I don't think I missed much in the second half because it was just a battle royal, wasn't it? Yeah. Basically. So it was nice how he just steps out of the shadows. Oh, here he is. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and it was nice to see some of some of England, or Scotland, should I say, oh, yeah. in that mm. scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, places that I've been as well. That's I've been in that train station. I've driven a train in that train station. Right. So where was that? It was Edinburgh. Edinburgh Waverley. Yeah. I was Edinburgh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, off the top of my head, the line speed in Edinburgh is, it's either 10, 15 or 20 mile an hour. I haven't been up there now for about eight or nine years. Um, now, that train flew through there at about 40 mile an hour. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Awesome thing. File a report, lad. And there you go. You get the inside knowledge. 
that you won't yeah. get on yeah. any other podcast. And I've never yeah. seen Edinburgh Waverley Station so empty, for one. No, I haven't. <laughs> and, and so clean. Because it it's a grimy so much, station. Yeah, it wasn't so clean afterwards when they left it. Yeah. There were a lot of empty streets this time for all the fights, weren't yeah, there, actually? They, they were all done in very early in the morning. Yeah. Um... I'm saying you'd be expecting a couple of the Scots to be coming out the yeah. pub at that time. <laughs> I did notice. Did you see the deep fried kebab sign? There was a deep fried yeah. kebab sign in the in the fish and chip shop. Yeah, I've seen that on the poster. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, typical Scotland. They put that there on purpose. Um, but th- that also brings up another one of my bugbears from the MCU. Fucking calling him the Viz. I hate it. Oh. I absolutely hate it. Why do they have to call him Viz? It's rubbish. He's just call him Viz. name everyone, haven't he? Yeah. It's like... It's, it's for the inevitable cartoon, probably, when it's witchy in the Viz or something. <laughs> <laughs> witchy in the Viz. <laughs> I like yeah. that. It's witchy in the Viz. Witchy in the Viz. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the the collection of the the, the Infinity Stones. Um, we haven't talked about the Guardians yet, um, and meeting <coughs> Thor and and things like that. So let's talk about them going after the Infinity Stone that they believe is with the Collector. Um, I thought that was a really clever scene. That was fantastic. Some of the best, funniest bits of the film were the Guardian segments, I thought, actually. Yeah. And some of the saddest as well, so it was yeah. a nice bang, balance there. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, when they, who is Gamora? What, um, where is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Gamora. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. Um, he takes so little. And Peter with his best posh accent, of course. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's hilarious. Chris Pratt just knocks it out of the park in that segment there, I think. He's fantastic there. Is he doing an impression of me? Yeah. <laughs> that was Arthur Ian McKellen, like, but it was the best I could do with John. And, and, he's, and he's really good in that sequence. It's really mm-hmm. funny stuff. Yeah, it gets just, worse. Just, um, just going back to that bit where you're saying about the Infinity Stones, like collecting them. The Russo brothers did a fantastic job in showcasing each stone's individual power. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Like, it's like they dedicated one specific scene to showing each stone's ability. Like, yeah. they used, um, like the power stone on, uh, the fight with Spider-Man, Star, Star-Lord, a couple of the other Guardians. Then he used, like, the reality stone in, in Nowhere, when, uh, with, like, the Collector and that, um, space stone in the, oh, who's the, who's the space stone to fight with? Um, because he kept teleporting in and out of places. Can't remember. Um, I went that like the time stone, obviously, for the big one at the end, which was amazing. Yeah. Did an amazing job of showcasing each one. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, effectively, always makes him a character. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, especially that that scene with with the collector. The fact that you actually think he's there. Mm. Yeah. And then like that, and we'll talk about clicking fingers later. Um, <laughs> just uh, completely destroys the place, and mm. it, it's it, like it, it just sweeps across all that red, and then everything's just on fire. Yeah. And like I actually heard gasps from the audience, going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like he, he's, he's done some damage here. He's done yeah. some damage. Yeah, 
And I'm worried about Howard the Dark. Yeah. <laughs> Where's it gone? Right, I want to know. I I'll be honest, I don't care about Korg now. I want to know how the duck's okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I suspect probably with those flames, he was on gas Mark 5 for about oh, 45, oh my 50 God. minutes. Bit of hoist in sauce, you know what I mean? With yeah. a cab went off his ass. Crispy duck rolls, yeah. So, so I, I think we, we have to move on to the, the next the next stone really uh, the next big big thing and and obviously the death of one of the characters we really weren't expecting to die and the return of a character that we weren't expecting either um, with the soul stone we didn't know where it was um, mm. and yeah this was a, a big shock and and it sounds like <laughs> it's a done deal that she isn't coming back wow um, well we shall see, but I think they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to leave one of these deaths as permanent. Well, that's uh, what yeah. I think it'll be Loki. And also with her, I think we've probably got a ready-made replacement coming up in their own film in the spring. Yep, probably in in Captain Marvel. And, uh, and yeah, we're we're talking. Obviously, we're talking about the the death of Gamora um, to give the final stone to to Thanos. Um, just that was brutal. That was... Com- completely heartbreaking, yet exhilarating. And we'll say it now: the return of Red Skull, which we mm. no one was. Anyone expecting. else think when he when he came down those stairs, like floating, like uh, death? I thought it was going to be Lady Death. Um, the comments. Yeah, I and I think that's death, what. But I also thought Skeletor from He Man. <laughs> But that, Josh, why don't you say, that was actually one of my holy shit moments when I realised who it was. Yeah, yeah. I had the aids to buy my car insurance, to be fair. <laughs> Skeletor, hundred. Yeah, I think I probably muttered that under my breath. Shit. Yeah, and... Did not see him coming at all. And of course, it wasn't Hugo Weaving returning. Um, oh, no. we know mm. We know the story from, from when he first played him, that he didn't like the makeup. Uh, and wouldn't return because he didn't didn't want to do it. Well, fuck you, Hugo Weaving. That was CGI. Yeah. You didn't need to wear the makeup anymore. You've just lost a yeah. cracking job. So serves you right. Mind you, they would have had to have done a really good job of keeping his name out of um, like credit press releases and things. Yeah, in but this I mean, bit now, right? Press releases and Was this a real place? Yeah. Or or was it a realm? Or something. No, it, it was, was a, a planet. It was on, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it an actual planet, though? Or yeah. because he he comes floating down, and everything just looked a bit surreal. Everything was a bit dreamy. It's where well, it was I was mean? when he picked up the tesseract. There was probably less gravity on that planet, so maybe he could float. I'm just thinking maybe it, it's like a dream sequence or something. Do you know where Voldemort is when Harry, when he's in Harry Potter's head? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Some sort of other realm, so therefore she's not really dead. Mm. There was talk that she's in the stone. Yeah. Just ripped her soul away. So that's that's deep. That's Potter-esque, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so un- unless her soul is sacrificed to create the soul stone. Yeah. It might be. Unless it's that. But... And they, they just stick it. I mean, 
Oh, it burns me head out thinking about it, but... <laughs> yeah. You could stick your soul in another little green person. Like Kermit mm. the Frog. <laughs> Morning. Uh, I know Good they're both owned, I know they're both owned by Disney, but I think that's taking it a little bit too far now, Craig. Hey, that'd be a great crossover. Or Yoda, <laughs> I suppose. The Guardian, the Yoda, yeah, Yoda would work. Oh yeah. I think Tony's gone into another realm. Oh, he's back again. <laughs> he's up and down like a horse, Nick, is he? <laughs> oh, but. So that that gives us that that final side. <laughs> I li- I think he's with Captain Marvel in 1994. <laughs> <sighs> oh Jesus! I'm crying. <laughs> and we've not even Bloody got onto the sad bit yet. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Jesus! Oh, but Jesus, Tony, what's going on with you? The 56 dial-ups, buggered. <laughs> I can't get it to go any faster, Captain. <laughs> I need a bloody time stone, that's the trouble. <laughs> any faster. Uh, so, so we've got Tony back again, as you can hear. Um, so, so let's, let's move on and, and to these, these big major fight scenes. The, the, the two, really. Um, the one on Wakanda, where we're reintroduced to, to Black Panther and, the Winter Soldier or White Wolf, whatever you want to call him, um, and and all the other characters from Black Panther that we love, Makubu, uh, or Mabuku, however you say it, again, um, his sister, um, his bodyguards, they're all all reintroduced um, in the in the big scene, and and I think this is possibly why they cut the whole cut as well. That must have cost a lot CGI-wise. That must have taken up a huge amount of budget for, for yeah. those fight scenes. I don't and right. When I've heard this, people are saying about cutting the Hulk out because of budget. But this this film's going to make one and a half billion to two billion dollars. Yeah, so, how much um, going over budget is really? At what point is it irrelevant? Do you know what I mean? The film actually got like, what was its budget again? Uh, the total was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was about so four hundred million did they for each. Have enough? Uh, you look at it and you think, so, well, it could be time constraints. <coughs> it so might not. have been time. I think I more think time. Back, I think people would have waited. Of course, he was. But anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. At this point, David Banner becomes a stick-on character. What his head <laughs> does, anyway. Yeah, it does. And and it was nice to give the Hulkbuster yeah. a run out again. Um, yeah. And it's much better looking this time. It's much more streamlined. The original one was a bit too too bulky. Yeah. Um, mm. This one, at least, you, and gave us one of the best comedy moments as well. When he falls over in it. Yeah. Face plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh shit! <laughs> but yeah, that that fight scene, uh, I think, is great. I think they had to play up to the the Black Panther thing. I think that's again a possible reason why they they expanded that that scene um, was because of how much love Black Panther got earlier in the year. Um, mm. Could have been part of the reshoots. We we don't know. I I get the feeling the bigger fight would have been 
up on the planet. Um, but then it became a, a mm, bit, possibly. that became a bit more intimate, I think. And, and rightly so. It should have done. I'll be honest, those things that came out of them spaceships, like, I don't know what the hell they were, but they creeped me out. <laughs> I, oh, I was like, like, there was just a head of them. And, like, I was going, Jesus, they're going to come out the freaking screen in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they were, were they were really well worked. Um, to make them different from the Chitari as well. Yeah. Who, who of yeah. course, we got to see again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Another one that we weren't expecting to see earlier in the film. Um, was bringing those back. Um, but there was a distinct difference between the two of them. Um, which I thought was... Do you reckon they're like Chitari's pets or something? Like they're dogs. Uh, they could be a a new version of them. They could yeah. have been bred with something else. We, I'm sure, we're not going to find out. Um, Probably bred the finest golden wheat of Weetabix. Yeah, mm. but so, they were very much more animalistic, weren't they? Yeah. Than the Chitari. Yeah. So, so let's if, let's move on to that that more intimate scene up on the planet between what half half the characters. Uh, in fact, before we move on, we have to we have to at least have to talk about uh, the full effect of the God of Thunder and his new hammer or axe. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be Thor watching that. I wanted to be. Oh, uh, um, one of the cleverest gags in the film as well with the introduction of another character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny. The the giant Hilarious dwarf. Guy. The giant yeah. dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. who was basically Tyrion. We've got yeah, to yeah. admit he was just playing Tyrion. Or oh, Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt. He was very was Hagrid. Tigrid. Tigrid, yeah. Tigrid. And and of course the and and we've been having a joke today, Craig, on on our chat <laughs> for Universal about um Vin Diesel's workers Groot in this film. Or lack of yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he only spoke three lines. I think he only said I am Groot three times. Oh, but one of them was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the, the grumpy teen one was so yeah. so funny. <laughs> do you want to do it, Josh? <laughs> I've, I've done it enough today, to be honest, already. It's only, it's it, only what's the ten. Uh, you probably appreciate it more than the rest of us, but I just... I so, his delivery of it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. His mum burnt the uh, potato waffles and uh, the bean juice touched the side of them, so he <laughs> said, uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, And his game was Defender as well. Yeah. But I thought that was a really sweet scene when he when he makes the, the handle for the, for the axe. Oh, yeah. Mm. I thought that was really yeah. clever. Um, another yeah. sacrifice by Groot. Um, yeah. It seems to be Shot off his wanker now. <laughs> yeah, he gives up a lot for the team in his various incarnations, really. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and just uh, finally, they've given us an in- a, a version of Thor that that we deserve and that Chris Hemsworth yeah. deserves. Mm. Um, his full oh, power, finally. Yeah. Mm. And that, that look, great scene... He drew on his new hammer from the Ultimate Comics as well. Yeah, and th- and that I great scene, that. obviously, where he he sticks the the axe in Thanos's chest, and Thanos oh. tells him that it should have been his head. Oh no, mm. he did that, and I thought, oh great, they've like they've won, but then 
And then it's the, the scene, it's the scene that makes the film. Just yeah. goes... Yeah. Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. And and obviously, let's talk about that, that scene on the planet as well. Um, and and this is this is my my bugbear of the film, and you've you've rightly praised him for earlier in the film. Chris Pratt drove me bonkers in this scene because oh, no. he was awful, absolutely dreadful. He was a dick. Yeah, and mm. it just wasn't it wasn't very good acting. For me, he is the weakest member of the MCU at the moment. Uh, I just, I just don't buy him as a leading man anymore. Mm. He's like Guardian Bumble. I didn't think it, it, he was, was. I didn't think he was great in Volume Two. Um, oh no! Which scene are we talking about now? That you, when you know, when they're taking to take the the gauntlet off. Yeah, when he gets the gauntlet off. Yeah, yeah. But he's always been a hot-headed dick. Yeah, but he's yeah, just well, not very good acting. Well, not only that, you'd think the character would go, hang on, let them get that uh, that uh, little gauntlet off there, and then I'll smack them a couple. Mm. No, I get what Paul's on about him. From, from emotionally, from his performance, it doesn't seem quite real. No, no. He sort of, he just goes from from not really caring to all of a sudden just going mental. Mental, yeah. Mm. At him. I mean, he, yeah, he, a bit he, of a plot Chris device. has actually been slated on social media for it. He has been. I, did, I didn't pick up on the bad acting. I just picked up on the the character himself being a yeah, dick. Yeah, being an arsehole, yeah. But he's been an arsehole all his life. Well, he's been brought up by Yondu like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he could have just waited a couple of minutes, yeah. <laughs> a couple of seconds, <laughs> and the whole rest of the film would have been a different outcome. Yeah. Um, but you know he's just lost. He's he's never. You see in this film, they they've really got to grips with their relationship. In Guardians Two, it was very standoffish, and they didn't technically have a relationship. But in this one, they love each other. They're kissing yeah. each other. Um, you have that tender scene where Drax is watching him meeting his crisps, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drax doing a bit of, uh, on the side dog and like, yeah. You said I've about an hour or something. And I think, I think that's my problem with Chris Pratt is that Dave Batista's actually making him look stupid. Yeah. In the, oh. in the comedy stakes. And, and who would have thought after volume one that, that Dave would be probably my favourite, uh, Guardian. Guardian. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, like, I was watching Volume 2 the other day, and I thought, you know what? The jokes in this are so cringy and cheesy. And then I thought, I hope they do something different for him in Infinity War. And you know what? They pulled it out the bag for him. Yeah. He made, he made him what he was in Volume 1 again. Yeah, I think, I think we said at the time that was my issue with Volume 2, was the gags felt a lot more forced than the yeah. first one. And they'd gone the other way again. There's something much more natural, and his delivery was, as Drax was much more natural. Yeah. But also, um, in it, they had a lot less. They only had various little scenes to write for this film because everybody mm. gets equal time. Yeah. You know, so they didn't have to force the jokes. Each each actor had his own little thing to act at. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And and you, you have to give the writers and, and directors their dues. They've done a, a fantastic job with the script. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I suppose, with the click of a finger, let's talk about the characters that we're left with. Yes. Can I, can I just jump in here? Did you notice the coincidence that the majority of the characters that are left are the original Avengers? Yeah. Mm. There's a reason that, for that. And I, Yeah. I think I know the reason as well. Avengers. I don't. Well, I don't know the reason. It's Avengers Four, but the the reason has. I mean, you've already said, Paula, um, Doctor Strange isn't even in the next film. Well, no. I would imagine he's well, not in it much. He might be in it at the end, but I would imagine he's got to be in it at the end yeah. for the money shots. Yeah, as surely. a restoration, because I mean, he's getting a Doctor Strange too, isn't he? So he's yeah, gonna, he's got back. Yeah. So, Though he gave an interview the other week where he said he wasn't sure what was happening. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. just to cover it just, up. Yeah, he's mm. just pulled the leg, ain't he? I mean, <laughs> it, don't forget he went through 14 million different variants. Yeah, yeah. and this and was the variant he, he knew he had to yeah. get that stone up. Yeah. He's, he's the led thing. them I, down a path. Where, where they will win, yeah. I think that's what he's he's going along the path of the one where he, saw, he said we saw one. Yeah. Where everyone won, we won, yeah. and I think he's playing that out. And to do that, he had to give that up. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I find it, playing. yeah, I find it interesting the two characters that weren't the originals that are left as well that they've left Rocket, which really surprised yeah. me, and Nebula. Yeah. Rocket. We Rocket knew was the eighteen. Yeah, we knew Nebula would be sticking around. They had to keep one of the daughters of Thanos alive. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Nebula was the obvious one, and and that scene where Thanos is torturing her is fantastic. Oh, one of yeah. my favourite scenes amazing, in the film. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you look at her straight on, and then the camera turns, and she's just all split apart. Mm. And so I was yeah. like, whoa, hang on. I, th- I thought I that mean, was really as great. you know, me and Paul were made up from day one when Karen was cast because we're both huge fans, so she can yeah, do no wrong. All the way, boys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lovely, lovely girl she to boot as well. So it's it's lovely that she's got a job. Well, in fact, two jobs like that now, with with Jumanji as well. That seems to seems to be sticking yeah. around. So it's really nice that she she has made a, a career for herself. Um, yeah. But that whole sequence though went after he's clicked, and I thought, what the hell's he done? And yeah. then when Bucky starts to disappear, I thought, oh, Bucky's dead then. Yeah. And then the ramifications start to unfold. Oh bloody hell! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think that that's what sets this film apart. Yeah. It's that they did something so drastically different that that's why everyone loves it. Yeah. The villain yeah. wins. Do you know, the, the moment that I clicked that it was really going bad was when Black Panther went. I thought, oh, yeah. oh fuck, yeah. they've just killed their biggest franchise. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing then. Thought, oh, like, oh <laughs> God. Now it's really going. And then, yeah. then obviously when Pete goes... I don't know oh, whether yeah. you guys read that. That was unscripted. That was all. Oh, hard. yeah, did all that. Yep. Wow. Basically, the Russos turned around to him and went, "Literally, all we're going to tell you is that he doesn't want to go. That he isn't ready." Oh, and, wow. and Tom has lived that with 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 um, Robert. Oh, do you know what he did? Um, a super, fantastic job. Then, yeah, it's if a great he job. That he was actually going to die. Yeah. For me. Yeah. That monologue, that 15 minute I don't want to go monologue that he prattled on about 
was the weakest bit of the whole film because everybody just sort of dropped out of existence. Um, some of them went a little bit more dramatically than others, but he literally got two chapters of a book. <laughs> yeah. You got and no just, soul, Paul. Oh, it just dumb me head in. That was the, that's the only weak bit of the whole film for me. And people around me were sobbing and I was like that. Everyone else has just vanished. Why does he get to freaking hang around for 20 minutes? Well, and I talk think about it's, it's his age though, isn't it? Like well, he's this keen young kid. Yeah. It's heartbreaking to see this young, energetic kid just disappear with everybody else. Yeah, but fade away and all that. Jesus. Most of the others um, just sort of looked wistfully into the distance and then floated away. He got to talk for about twenty minutes. It just done me head in. But but then again, the group one was really emotional because I did not expect that one at all. Yeah. Mm. See, I was expecting Cap to be one of the ones that faded away. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. I really was. Yeah. And when he didn't, I thought, hang on. What's going on here? Yeah. Now, I, I said this on Diz After Dark the other day, because I'm a massive fan of the DC TV shows, uh, well, mainly The Flash, but the multiverse is yeah. a major player in that um, TV shows. Do you think the multiverse, with Doctor Strange knowing what he can do and everything like that, do you think all is not lost because there's a plethora of female Lokis and everybody who can be brought in from the multiverse? Because yeah. some ways, that's what I think it is. That's uh, what I think it is. I think this could be the entrance into X-Men and Fantastic Four. From mm-hmm. the multiverse to help fight Thanos. I'm dead. leaning more towards the quantum realm. Oh, come on. Yeah. I, I, come I know man. nothing about the quantum realm and, uh, and, and go on Paul yeah and I, I think that is possibly how um, Scott and and Hope are going to survive I think oh, yeah. possibly they're, they're going to be realm, hiding yeah. in the quantum realm and and they'll be able mm. to pull out say a Doctor Strange from the quantum realm where he's left himself as we've seen mm. he's, there's different versions of, of Doctor Strange throughout the the universe. Yeah. Um, Do you reckon I, actually Stephen Strange isn't actually gone? He's just put his astral form separate from his body and let his body disintegrate. No, he possibly he's gone if you watch it. Reckon? Yeah, I don't know. No. I think he knows. He knows there's so, something that... So am I the only one then that worries that they might to some extent go down the Star Trek Voyager reset button? Because you've got to bring back Panther. You've got to yeah. bring back Strange in some form if they're going to get sequels. Well, You've got to bring back Spider-Man, so. yeah. Yeah, no, I, so, I think they'll do something, but I think it'll be it'll be something to do with the quantum realm that sets them back. Because well, the other the thing is, they're around is time travel. Yeah, mm. I'm. And the yeah. shots of those gadgets on their arms, was it? Yeah, I, I think there will be, and and I'm sure that again probably come from Scott. I think yeah. they will have worked something out of the. With the the shrinking stuff and yeah. and and I'm sure we'll see that and and I'm let's, very let's... technical of you Paul the shrinking stuff yeah I know well of course <laughs> the belief is and this is where I'm going to get ranty for a little second if we don't mind oh, yeah, is yeah. that at some point towards the end of Ant Man they'll probably address this 
Yeah. Sadly, we've got to wait a fucking month to watch it after the stage. <laughs> I, I just cannot believe it. It's just... So apparently us four can't go and watch football and watch Ant-Man at the cinema in the we'll same month. We'll be out of the fucking World Cup by then anyway. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I just I just cannot believe it. They could have even just opened it the week after the World Cup final at 22nd or something like that. And that wouldn't have been so bad. When are they opening it then? Not until August. Like 4th of August. Oh, we go on holiday then. We might have to watch it in uh, Inverness. <laughs> Full month after the US. I think the 6th of July in the US. Yeah, and everywhere else. Yeah, it's just, uh, just well, that, us. I'm, I'm sorry, that's getting watched on some other service rather than the cinema then. So, just... how do you think, um, where in all this is this new Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Is this set before? Yeah, slightly yeah. before, and I think that's the really yeah. into it, yeah. So, yeah. it's going to... Right, so that's going to... I saw some speculation yeah, that it's his kid that disappears. Yeah, and they've cast an older version for Avengers 4. Mmm. Um, so... So that's go- that's going to be interesting, and uh, and really, I think I think it's kind of going to tell the story of him since Civil War. Um, so he's yeah. been under house arrest, which they've mentioned in the film. They mentioned mentioned Scott and in the new trailer as well. Yeah, they they said he was he was yeah. under house arrest, and and so was was Hawkeye. Um, I wonder so that, if we're going to get a cameo from him as well. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't see Jeremy in in Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, uh, no, I I think he's completely done now. I think he's another one who's completely done. I think he okay. might be after the next one, um, but I think he'll be in Avengers Four. Um, he, m- he might have like the tiniest role, but uh, there's been pictures I, I, of him I, on set. Well, so. that's what it, that's, that's what I mean. He might have like a really tiny role. The Russo's yeah, have come out and said that he's they said he's got a huge role in the next one. He's got a very specific reason why he wasn't in. Infinity oh, so this War. is talk either movie than the next one. Well, yeah, I think it's going to be. <laughs> he's going to tell the, the story of the original ones, isn't it? So yeah, he's got to be back. There's there's no choice. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually not going to talk about it because I'm going to leave it for people to to go and see themselves. There is a an after credit scene. You have to sit through the whole credits. It's a big setup for for later on. Go and watch it. Oh, Make yeah. sure you sit through those credits. So we're we're going to keep it a secret for anybody that that hasn't read or seen I'm it. I'm sure or... we'll talk about it in the spring at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we will as well, because um, it really does tie into to the future um, and some some great little cameos as well in it um, for those OG fans as well. So. Yeah. Let's let's do it now quickly. We'll we'll do the the score out of a Craig. Um, <laughs> what is your scores on the doors? Uh, do it at age uh, youngest to oldest. Ninety. Ninety is that all? Yeah. Right. No, I've got a good reason, but I don't know if we've got time to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us another time, man. I will. I will. I suppose it's me next, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to give it a 94. 94? Is that all? Yeah, <laughs> it's still it's still not my number one Marvel film. <laughs> what is? Winter Soldier. Oh dear, dear me. 
Right. Well, I'm pretending I'm not the oldest, so I'm going to go next. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give it a, given I think it's the best of the three Avengers films, 95. Oh, is that all? <laughs> Craig's going to give it we 70 now. What... <laughs> He's going to give it 101, isn't he? Yeah. I'm giving it 99. Because the oh, only uh, thing that I can criticise in this film... Is it hasn't got a flight. Is the sp- <laughs> yeah, is the Spider-Man monologue. Um, one of the best bits of the film, interestingly. One of the weakest <laughs> bits of the film, for me. Because you've got no soul stone. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't blink. I'm not sure I even breathed. I certainly didn't need to go for a piss. It's all about time and when you've got an extra large You just don't like grumpy teens, do you? That's all. (laughs) I had an extra large um, Pepsi Max and I, (laughs) I had to time it to perfection. I I literally drank it as the credits were rolling. Get to a certain age, you can't drink too much. <laughs> so, so uh, I think on on that note of of Craig being an old man that needs a piss blanket in his bed, um... <laughs> or a or a Norwegian nineteen year old nurse to come and change me nappy. There's an image of me <laughs> that, that from X Hamster again, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so. Thank you again, guys, for joining me. Listeners, no I know problem. that was a, was a bit of a mess. We were a bit all over the place. But I think that's what the film has driven us to, to be honest. I think it's left us a <laughs> yeah. bit of a dribbling mess. Um, this conversation <laughs> has gone on in every mess room, in every school, in every workplace across the planet. This exact same conversation. Yeah. yeah. You do feel whole, like you get those planet. flashbacks, don't you? Yeah. You weren't there, man. You don't know. I'm not going back. <laughs> I can't the, do this, man. The saying this, the second weekend, this film's going to break a hundred million dollars for its second wow. weekend. Yeah, it's, so, it should break a billion at the weekend at some point. So that is astronomical. This is a. And what's the biggest ever film? Avatar. And did that break two billion? Yeah. This is going to break three billion. It's it's going to break me if I watch it again. (laughs) I am going to see it again. My dad wants to see it. I'm going to cry again. I also, I just wanted to say thank you to the listeners last month. We broke a thousand downloads in one month for the first time. Um, So we're as record breaking as Infinity War is right here. (laughs) We'll be back. Probably in a couple of weeks with another Jessica Jones review. We're going to try and try and get some more recorded. Um, hopefully the next episode four. four. Yep. Yeah. And charge. also we should we should add Paul that we'll probably have a little bit of a post convention yes, gossip we, as well. We will we? be at Ultimates next weekend, Star Fury Ultimates, where we will be meeting Kristen Ritter and Carrie Ann Moss. Bill. Yeah. We will be talking about Tony's tits. <laughs> probably there's a very good chance <laughs> so, so on that note thank you again and we'll be back soon this podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.